Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention cannabis radio listeners. Do you suffer from chronic pain, anxiety, depression, or PTSD? These are the most common qualifying conditions for medical cannabis. Did you know that in many states you can visit a doctor online with no waiting rooms, no drive, not even an appointment needed? See a doctor right from your smartphone. It's fast, convenient, and it'll save you money as most states don't collect taxes on medical cannabis purchases. So what are you waiting for? Go to MarijuanaDoctors.com slash Cannabis Radio and get $5 off your on-demand medical card evaluation. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. Without saying... This episode today, if you're going to ask me from now on, who's the biggest, most famous person I've ever interviewed in all the hundreds of interviews I've done? Well, today's guest is the is the absolute one and will probably be for the rest of time. So my next guest is someone I can't stress how important his contribution has elevated the cannabis industry as a whole. When Cannabis Radio, when I got to go ahead and be part of the launch of this network in August 2015, I always associated this space with one entertainment legend. That said, I'm honored and humbled to speak with that very legend. Please welcome my guest today, actor, musician, community activist, and cultural icon, Tommy Chong, The Blunt Business. Tommy, it's a pleasure and an honor. Well, it's really nice to be here. I'm glad uh, my John Paul reminded me that I had a 10 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. Well crafted. I want to talk, first of all, we have you on today because there's a new venture that you're associated with. You've partnered up with the Solventless Cannabis Extraction Presses maker Rosenbaum. They've launched a limited edition Chong-inspired press, and the limited edition Tommy Chong Rocket is now available, and it's going to be hand-signed by hand signed by you with original artwork now real yep. quick i want to just let people know about what this is all about so we haven't talked much about rosin on the program of course if you didn't know little definition of solving this process meaning it relies on heat and pressure to squeeze cannabinoids and terpenes from the source material as opposed to the chemical or solvent process used to burn to produce burnt hash oil or bho so tommy and let me ask you about this new tommy chong rocket how you put your name on the product that's going to produce high-quality rosin safely and quickly. Yeah, well, uh, you know, in the old days, they called it hash. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and hash was produced very uh, 
primitively, you know, because it, hash goes way back to the beginning uh, of uh, processing cannabis. And, uh, and hash is really the, the, the best of the uh, cannabis plant condensed into a, a, like a brick, look like chocolate bars. Right. You know, uh, th this rosin press does everything that the hash people used to have to do manually. And it's a tiny, you know, compared, <laughs> compared to the big presses that they used to use and the way they used to harvest it. You know, you know how they harvest hash? I don't know if you if you know well, this, but they yeah. they would go naked, maybe with a loincloth on, through the fields, and the and the rosin, the the the, the, the what do you call it the the dust yeah uh, the, the pollen Jeez, pollen yeah, would, yeah. would would stick to their bodies, and then they would come in and scrape it off their bodies, mixed with sweat, of course, and uh, and, and then there would be some of the the, the rosin or the the, um, the material would float the, the the lighter one would float to the top of the of the little hut that they were in yeah and 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 then that would be the purest of the purest ash would be on the ceiling and so they would scrape that off and make it, make balls out of it and they were called temple balls because the purest of that pure hash would go to the temple, uh, you know, where they were worshipped, uh, and, and they were called temple balls. Well, the machine that we have, you got temple balls. <laughs> you got the purest <laughs> of the pure, and you got them at your fingertips. And so, you know, you don't, don't have to do a lot of work. You just have to know what you're doing. But this little uh, rosin press that, that uh, you know that has my name and that I'm uh, touting, it, it it eliminates all that heavy labor, and work and time and everything else, and like I say, you get the purest of the pure. And the thing and is, so, if I remember, a yeah. guest of mine talked about how you know in Morocco or and also in Spain, I think it is as well, how hard it is to go ahead and get access to it because of, I guess, all, I mean, even like the law, you know, the police kind of grew crack down on it. So it's just the access to it, to be able to go and make it your own. And it's so hard for anybody, and nobody wants to produce it because it's so hard to produce. Yeah. And to have this is so important. So I want to I really take a quote from you when you talked about the rocket itself. You said, quote, it's truly a testament to the evolution of our industry that I, Tommy Chong, and Rosenbaum come together to produce a truly elevated product, a product like the Tommy Chong Rosenbaum rocket. So now, the extra touch you're going to add to each rocket with the original artwork, can you tell us what the buyers are going to get for that? Uh, the kind of artwork, the things you might add on top of the signature, uh, there was some original artwork that was going to be included. What can you tell us that might be? Oh, it, it's very rare uh, uh, drawings and uh, renderings and uh, uh, carvings, all sorts of uh, Chong art, as you want to call it. Uh, I call, I grew up in the country and we, we I was very, yeah, we're not, not poor, we were, Frugal. Yeah, not not. We had 
resourceful. Food to eat. We had we had food to eat, but there was no toy stores, and uh-huh. so whenever you wanted to, or or hardware stores basically. Yeah. And so you had to make everything by hand, you know. And and like I carved my own toys and everything else. And and I got a, in a habit of carving. I'm not you know like a. Uh, a master carver by no means. Right. Uh, but I have scars all over my hands from from carving <laughs> when I was either too stoned or too tired. <laughs> but I got scars. Uh, but but I love to carve, uh, and and so it's my art. And so I'm also, you know, with the right uh, product, uh, I'm I'm letting some of my carvings go. And, and you're going to that's going to be part of the uh, the gifts that you get with the with the rosin uh, uh, with machine. the rocket yeah <laughs> with the rocket yeah <clears throat> with the rocket yeah i mean just for that alone probably should be enough to make people to come back again once a, once in a lifetime item to get that yeah. it's not just the, not not just what you're going to get from the rosin but what it is so uh if you everybody wants to go and know we're going to go to commercial break real quick again uh Website to go ahead and take a listen, to go ahead and check out for yourself the Tommy Chong Rosenbaum Rocket. It's at rosinbomb.com, rosinbomb.com. Take a look at that as we're going to go to commercial break. Tommy, I have a whole bunch of questions to ask you about Indiana, the cannabis industry. You want to get your take on a lot of changes happening. I know we're having a lot of things in DC happening and how the industry is being portrayed. I want to get your take on a number of issues. We're going to start with that after a short break. I'm here again. With Tommy Chong here on Blunt Business, we're back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with actor, musician, comedian, activist, and culture icon, Tommy Chong here on the program. And I'm, again, so grateful to have Tommy on the program. So there's a handful of stories in the cannabis industry I absolutely want to get your take on. If there's anybody that is as vocal and as, you know, again, defend on your sleeve, you are the person that takes... Is, is one of the most recognizable figures in our industry. So here's some of the things I want to ask you about. First of all, adult use legalization in the great state of New York. So right away, as Governor Cuomo has passed a bill, that was, has signed the bill, individuals are now allowed to possess up to three ounces of cannabis for recreational use or 24 grams of concentrated forms of the drug-like oils. So now, at this moment as well, New York... New Yorkers are permitted to smoke marijuana wherever smoking tobacco is allowed. So it's still, whether it's smoked in public, it's still illegal to smoke weed in schools, workplaces, or a car. And in New York City, it will be banned in parks, beaches, boardwalks, pedestrian plazas, playgrounds, and whatnot. So again, now it's being treated like tobacco. I got a two-part question for you. Did you ever think we would get to the day that New York would finally turn green 
And do you think New York is the key that now picks the lock on federal legalization? I'll take the last question first. Sure. Yeah, I am quite sure that uh, once once uh, New York went legal, uh, the rest of the world will, well, the government will have to uh, fess up. And, and uh, yeah, I, I really did. Uh, the first question, uh, which was, uh, you know. Did you ever think it would go green? Yeah. New York was green. It, it was greener. Uh, when it was illegal than it is now because New York at one time, you know, it wasn't because it's illegal. People wouldn't smoke it. On the contrary, you can get uh, New York had, has probably still has the black market had a delivery system that was unequal anywhere in the world. It was bicycle courier. You could, I, I've been in offices where they phone to get weed and a pizza at the same time. And the weed always got there first. <laughs> and, and, and we're talking millions of people in, in New York. And so, and, and the wall street, the, the brokers would go out in wall street on the, on the sidewalk and light up smoking. So it, they were smoking all over that city. Now, the only time they, they cracked down is when they had that stop and frisk. And right. if you were black, you were, you got searched, and if you were black and you were smoking, you you ended up uh, getting a ticket or going to jail. Uh, simple as that. But if you're a white Wall Street broker, you're smoking no matter where you wanted to go. You smoke on the subway practically. You smoke it anywhere because it was illegal. Therefore, uh, people just mind their own business like they do in New York. Uh, and and uh, but now that it's legal. It's for the people that that do uh, don't jaywalk. <laughs> you know, you can know, tell. And the you thing can is, tell that, a New Yorker, right? They they, they 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 don't look at lights. They look at traffic, and if there's no traffic, they walk across the street. And so, so this whole thing about them making it illegal that that's again, it's 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 a racist law, no matter how you look at it. Right. And I'll tell you a couple of things when it comes to it is the fact that I don't know how people are going to be able to go ahead and how the government or the or police are going to be able to curb down that illicit market. The, the black market, that's a fight you're going to have bigger than any other state or anywhere else to try to go ahead and curve because I think people are not going to want to go through that. Plus, the people in the neighborhoods of New York City, I read a survey not too long ago and had a guest on that talked about how, yeah, sure, let's legalize it, but don't put it in my backyard. I don't want it in my corner store, and I don't want it down the street from my house. It's like the element that comes to it, and there's a problem there. I don't know how you're going to work that out. Well, you don't. You don't. Again, right. it's it's about race and money. Right. It's all about money. It's all about money. Rich people never worried about it, you know, never worried about it. Oh, it's talking yeah, about Park Avenue or, or, right, or fit, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been in discos in New York. You know, they're popping everything illegal. They're snorting coke off chicks' butts. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, come on. But but these laws, yeah, I heard the same thing in in uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, it's illegal, but there's nowhere you can't smoke it anywhere. You can't buy it anywhere. You can't buy it, all that crap. You know. Uh, so, so, so the black market is just going to thrive yeah. <laughs> more so than ever. And, and, and that, that's the way New York here is, you know, 
It's just like telling a New Yorker to go down the crosswalk, wait for the light to change, okay, and look both ways and then cross. And if, if the light turns orange, you, you're not supposed to walk. You can't tell people like that, you know? I, this is, there's too many, or at least there were too many people to do that, you know? And, and so what, what, what the racists did and, and still doing, we're in, we're, we're in court right now over racist conduct uh, because of the, the total disregard for uh, people of color. Uh, and so, so they'll use whatever law they can to harass them some more until some changes come. But so what's happening with, with the weed that makes me feel uh, good about it is the medical aspect of it, you know, because I had a friend that was in, in a hospital in New York. He was dying of cancer. Yeah. And, and the hospital had a, a thing where you're not supposed to smoke marijuana uh, in, in, in a hospital. Right. It's a medicine. They use Absolutely. it uh, all the time, all over the world, to fight cancer. Yeah. You know, and so you're, you're getting this nuisance law. Uh, and, and the fact, my friend who, who eventually died of leukemia, uh, he smoked it in, in spite of it. And, and they, they brought the law down on him, everything. And he's dying. He's dying. This is his medicine. And yeah. they're, they're treating it like, uh, like it, it's some kind of, it, it's so, uh, I, I can't, I can't even begin uh, to express my annoyance. Oh, it's too much to say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, again, I remember what the the control board of in California for cannabis. I think they handle something about three thousand complaints a month on the on the black market. And again, I can only imagine what New York's going to go through down the line. But that's another story. So New York is. We'll see how that goes in the next year or two as they get that started up. Now, I want to ask you about this. Is something I'm going to talk about for months now. Because now we know the Biden administration is in office. We know that the, the, the efforts right now to get legalization federalized is now at a fever pitch. So now I talked to a reporter with Insider.com, asked her about a new cannabis coalition, the Coalition for Cannabis Policy, Education, and Regulation, or called CPAIR. And I already just got booked right now. The director of the coalition, he's going to be on our program, and uh, Andrew Friedman, who was actually on our High Society with Pax the Quigley series. Take a listen to that. So now, here's the thing I want to ask you about, Tommy, because here's the thing. The founders of, the, of this company, they're including the cigarette brands, okay? Marlboro Cigarettes and two alcohol giants, Molson Coors and Constellation Brands, makers of Corona and Modelo Beer. Now, so big alcohol and big tobacco joining a lobbying effort with cannabis companies to get legalization through the finish line. So here's, my, here's the thing I want to ask you about. There's an article in the Fresh Toast. This is a... a the writer put this out, this quote. I want to get what you think about this. Quote, marijuana advocates have done their best to keep the industry as pure and untainted by corporate crooks as possible. But like it or not, big alcohol and big tobacco have infiltrated the scene and are working with federal lawmakers to help shape policy geared toward mar national marijuana legalization. In other words, marijuana has been hijacked. So, how do you feel, Tommy, if cannabis got legalized with the help of big tobacco and big alcohol getting it over the finish line because of the money they're going to inject to the politicians? Well, it's the same thing as Bonner, you know, the Speaker of the House, the Republican. Boehner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boehner, 
Well, the first thing he did when he when he retired or quit, he joined the marijuana people. Right. It, it, now, this is a Republican that went against legalization for years and years and years yeah. and put people in jail, especially black people. And, and now he's part of the thing. And there's a lot of people from the DEA that are in the marijuana business. So so the thing is, marijuana will change the, the Coors people and, 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 and the Marble people. Because no matter how you talk about it, cigarettes give you cancer. <laughs> cigarettes yeah. are, that's why they want to get out of that business, you know. And, and that's why it, it'll stop, you know. People will stop smoking eventually uh, because it, it's bad for you, it kills you. Yeah, uh, and and so I have no fear whatsoever uh, of their past because it's past, it's gone. You know the the the. Remember at one time the Marlboro man. You know there are eight eight out of ten doctors preferred uh, uh, Marlboros or, or right. whatever <laughs> tobacco. You know now those doctors are dead. They died of cancer. Right. Uh, and 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 so no, it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, big business. You know what big business is? is just guys that have gone to school, know how to deal with big money. That's what big business is. And, yeah. and, and, and it doesn't matter what, how they make their money. You know, it, it's whether or not it's, uh, the product is healthy. Now, uh, you, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you, you criticize and everything, you know. Uh, what is your solution? What would you, you what would you say? Well, I think we kind of we we kind of missed the boat with marijuana when we took it uh, when we made it recreational. See, recreational kind of puts it in the same category as uh, uh, booze and, uh, and and tobacco yeah. because now it's a recreation. It should be they want to do the sin tax on. See, that's what everybody's licking their chops at. The government, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, we're all we're going to make so much money taxing the hell out of marijuana. Well, the truth is, there shouldn't be a ta marijuana is medical. It should be considered a, a medical uh, right. use, and 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 therefore it should should not be subject to that big the, the big tax that they want to lay on. <laughs> lay on people, you know, on, on the growers. And that, and that, that, that's the problem right now. And that's, what's keeping the, 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 uh, black market, uh, alive, you know, is because uh, when you get these unreasonable hoops that you've got to jump through, you got to have the right packaging, all this crap, you know, uh, you know, to keep the kids away. It's, it's, it's so much BS, you know, and it's such a burden on, on the people that, uh, you know, on the straight uh, growers and the ones that, you know, that are, are legitimate, you know, all these hoops that you got to jump through, you know, in Colorado, you, you, you got to trace the plant back to its origin. You know, that's really interesting. You say but it's the fact that when they decided to go ahead and go recreational is that again, it's business people that wanted to make a whole lot of money in it, just like the politicians did. And, yeah. The other thing, too, is not just are you talking about how much they want to tax it. It's the back to that right now. My point of this is also that I know that it's just going to be a money lobby. I really think that's what it is. The, the fact is last year uh, there was a I keep quoting from an OpenSeekers.com uh, poll. They mentioned that 
$27 million last year was spent on lobbying by the alcohol industry and $30 million by tobacco, cannabis, $4 million lobbying, and that's it. That's my whole yeah. thing is that the politicians want to see – they want to see money coming in. That's the only thing I, I think they respond to at all. I don't trust politicians at all at this point, and I think that's the only thing they need. And if and I agree with you where you're saying if tobacco, tobacco and alcohol need to go ahead and – tag team with cannabis to get it through because they're going to get the same benefits as well or even just change your industry in terms of cigarettes altogether yeah that makes sense and yeah. now here's the question now what about those that are going to say but tommy i mean you know we brought this legacy you helped build this legacy upon where we are and now we're gonna have all these big corporations be a part of it what would you say about that for those that are gonna say well the heritage you know these corporations are gonna come in and take over the industry and all the growers and people they're all gonna get left out they're not gonna have a seat at the table <laughs> right <laughs> it's dog eat dog man there you're it's right like, it's like come out of the closet you don't have to be in the closet come out but when you come out of the closet, there's a lot of other people that are out of the closet too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so once you're out, you're out. You know, there, there, there's no problem. Like I say, with big business, if you got fields of hemp growing, uh, how's that going to hurt the small grower? You know, they're, they're they're only small growers because it was illegal. That's right. why they're small growers. Okay. It, it's illegal. It's illegal. You know, I've got friends right now. They're they're farm burned down in in malibu and mm -hmm. so he's gonna he's gonna grow him why because now it's legal it's not illegal see in, in kansas and in, in, in those places they had what they called circle crops have you heard about that yes yeah yeah they they grow their pot in the circle of the of the wheat but now if if we keep going the way it's going to go, it'll be wheat growing in the circle. It'll be pot. It'll <laughs> right. be, a, be, a, be circle around it. I can't <laughs> wait until the hemp, the hemp oh, kicks yeah. in, the hemp products kick in. You know, the hemp replacing uh, plastic, the hemp replacing yeah. uh, everything, the food, the hemp that's going to create. You know, for the starving people. Uh, and the and the clothing, the fabric that we're going to get out of hemp that's, that will disintegrate. It won't pile up in our landfills. That's what I'm looking forward to. As far as getting high goes, you know, uh, again, I think it's, I, I personally, I, I, I like the medical thing because it, so it I, gave yeah. doctors an income and it also gave people a chance to go visit a doctor. There's so many people. I don't know how many people that, you know, if I didn't go to the doctor, I wouldn't have known I got X number of things, you know. Yeah. Uh, but thank God I went to the doctor because I was told to go to the doctor, you know, because I had it in order to smoke my weed. I had to go to the doctor. That makes sense to me, you know, because if someone, uh, say, with, with a mental problem, you know, that – you know, it shouldn't be smoking marijuana. It would be good to know that, you know. Yeah. But but what the what the, this country has to do is, is wake up for Christ's sake, you know, smoke a joint, learn something. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Hey, you know? I love the way you bring that across. Again, so the doctors are going to get help. Obviously, they get 
a windfall. And also with hemp, the farmers that really need the help too, they're going to go ahead and be able to do something. Because honestly, they need a lot of help like this. And for it to go and grow in the right right climate, and, and for, I mean, there's different states we've talked about where in Georgia, Minnesota, they could greatly help. I mean, Minnesota has a great history of hemp production, you know, going back centuries when it comes to them. It's glad to yeah. see this all come back. It, it should have never gone away. Tommy, and oh, Texas. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, Texas and as Texas. well. You're right. You're right. Look at look, look at the Texas. Look at their infrastructure. Their heating and all that crap. It's so antiquated, man. It's embarrassing. Right. Yeah. It was embarrassing. They had a cold spell and people froze to death in Texas. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. You know? Come on. Grow the right crop. Quit putting people in jail for, for trying to eat. You know? It, it's ridiculous. But we're coming around. It's coming. We're coming. Agreed. We're there. Right. We're going to go another break, but Tommy, I really appreciate you giving some great content, uh, really great takes here. I'm going to come back with you real quick. I want to ask you about where celebrities are right now in the industry and how we have influencers, the people from social media that are making their way. You have created the path, but now is who falls in your path? That's what I want to ask you about next. I'm here again with Tommy Chong here on Blunt Business. We're back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. I'm back with final questions with Tommy Chong who has been, we, we've been blessed to have him on the program for the last 30 minutes or so. So Tommy, many celebrities have come into the cannabis space. Uh, many have come in. Obviously, you were the first, ultimately, that really brought, put cannabis on the map. So now mm -hmm. there are many others that followed your path. But now we have influencers coming from social media, taking some of the spotlight from celebrities because they don't have as many obstacles that there is when you have an A-lister. What do you think about those that are coming in that are becoming the new famous people? Celebrities, I think, during the pandemic, they got a big hit because they don't look as glamorous. They're not looking as good or is likable through a Zoom call. So the influencers have been doing this without all the, you know, the agencies, the agents of the PR people or the management, the representation or the studios, whoever's behind them. They're just working it on their own. What do you think about, you know, who, who are the people that are in front and center of cannabis now, the spokespeople? It's, it's, it's the old uh, Nat, uh, uh, song, you know, uh, change is going to come. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the change is going to come it's like their cell phone you know yeah it's like kodak film <laughs> you know i flew over rochester the other day uh oh no actually the other year <laughs> and uh i saw the empty uh kodak film factories you see and so the old ways are, are dying 
and, and the influencers, you know, the dot commerce and that, they're the new breed. Yeah. They're, they're coming in there. In fact, I talked to the musicians, you know, uh, I was on a podcast with them and they're all excited because they don't have to go through record companies now. They don't have no. to go through, uh, you know, the people that take all the money off them. <laughs> now they're going to be able to get from dollar one. And, and the art world, everything is changing. Everything is changing thanks to uh, the technology. I guess it's AI. I guess we can thank AI, you know, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Because uh, we're coming into the era, man, where there's not going to be any wars. He, the humans will we'll die of other things, of course, because, you know, we're only here for a short amount of time. Right. But the, the big conflicts are, are going to be a thing of the past. Why? Because if you don't have wars, you don't need oil. And yeah. if you got electric cars and solar heat, you don't need oil. And 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 we got the hemp products in there. If we need oil, we can go for hemp oil. You know, something that's healthy. You know, yeah. something that you don't have to dig out of the ground. You know, just like coal. We don't have to dig under the ground for coal or or remove mountaintops anymore. In fact, we should be building mountains now that we can, because the world is coming into. It, it, what I, I consider is recreation will be, well, like rich people do. This is what rich people do when they when they get so much money. What do they do? They go skiing. They go boating. <laughs> they go recreation. Yeah. It's, it's all about recreation. and, and Or they go for the, the sightseeing or the traveling. And that's what we're, we're all going to be doing this because we're going to have robots uh, picking the weed for us. Right. You know? There's going to be robots going to be cleaning it. There's going to be robots cutting down the hemp, uh, you know. And the humans, we're going to be finding ways to keep ourselves fit through healthy, through recreation and learning. We're also the schools. That's what I what I envisions, especially with this pandemic. You know, the way you have to social distance and you have to learn on the computer. That you know, people are are crying about that. <laughs> Think about it, man. Yeah. You know, we don't need those high rises, those office or the buildings. offices. Yeah, the, the big high, yeah, know, the, the, the top level yeah. kind of. No, we don't need any of that. And you no, know, we, we don't need that. But not, a lot of people don't forward think like that. And the funny part is, yeah. there's certain people that I follow that are role models of mine. One of my biggest role models is Dick Clark. And I remember 20 years ago hearing an interview with him about how you need to watch out what the internet's going to do. It's going to change everything. I don't even know what yes. we're going to have, but look at look at what it's done. And that's yes. why everything has changed. And I think some yes. people don't understand where, okay, like, okay, movies and television, why we see programming that's now just rehashed, retooled. I mean, God, I'm surprised they haven't tried to re bring you back to do some other project that has to do with Cheech and Chong. Once again, back on another movie, let's go and just... Put the machine back together, or let's just find two new people to do it. It's always the same way, but they don't think forward ahead. And it's like nobody's thinking that way. That's it. That, no, they, until you have to. Right. Until you have to. I, I, I laugh every day when they talk about the, the, the kids, you know, the, the poor kids. They need to be in a class. What? How about the kids that are home with their parents for the first time, sitting around a table for the first time, and actually having a parent at home, you know, or, or you know, like my, my, my brother, uh, I mean, my son and his, his, his babies, you know, it's a family unit. 
you know. <laughs> well, but I guess I, part of the the, the yeah. thing would be that you need to, you need the kids to be social, not so much where they have to be in the classroom, but you want them to be around other kids. And hopefully, if it's not in the school, at least you go around the neighborhood. They get to be around kids their age and and you know, play and do things like that. There's got to be a little bit of something like that. But is it really? I grew up in a farm. Uh, I, you know, not a farm. I grew up in the country, poor ass. The country. Oh, okay. Right. And we always had friends. That was the only valuable thing was our friends, our friends. But it wasn't easy, you know. No. <laughs> we never had any parent drive me over to to have a, 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 a you know a, 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 a date or what do you call it a, a, a fun day with uh, with a friend. There was no such thing. If you wanted to oh, print, you walked yeah, that yeah. mile or two miles and you went over there. Half the time you stayed there because it was too late to come home. Yeah, uh, yeah You know, uh, what What they're going through, you can't, uh, like the kids at the border, for instance, you know, people yeah. always think about their own kids and, you know, what it was like to have a baby and snatch out of your arms and that. Hey, listen, those kids are hungry. They're, they're scared and they're, they're, escaping violence they're escaping poverty they're escaping all sorts of things they're coming to have a life they're coming down here to have a life so they have to spend uh you know days or months at, at a border facility or something like that it's the least of the worries i, I watched a, a documentary on 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 the, the people you know, the boat people from libya uh, you know that yeah. they got made it to the one island in in italy and and the saddest thing is they got a graveyard of boats that they collected, you know, that these uh, refugees got on the boat. And, and every boat has a story of hardships and death and, and, and so on. But that's the human story. That, that's, we, we've been hunter and gatherers, uh, you know, all our existence. And there wouldn't have been America if it wasn't for some disaster in Europe that forced the, the people to, to, to walk across the Bering Strait to get to America, you know, it's, it's, it's life. That's what life's all about. And we're in the middle of it. And instead of complaining, we should do what uh, the ancestors did, you know, find that, that, that spiritual uh, guide that we all have. And and and, uh, and and do it that way. Well, when we don't learn there, from history, a... we're doomed to repeat it. So my that's, parents that's came so from true. Cuba in the '60s, had to go and leave hardship. And again, like you said, every boat has a story. Same thing here. And then going back to yep. what we're talking about, when the yeah. people doing, you know, and when it comes to television, when it comes to celebrities, when it comes to other things, they don't learn from history, and they just yeah. want to just repeat. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. now, real quickly before I move on, you know, what do you think about the? If the celebrities are taking a back seat to those on social media, they're connecting with the world, they're interacting, and yeah. they're likable. I don't know yeah. if celebrities had that, if they're going to lose their spot at this point. There's so many celebrities that, of course, put movies out, put, you know, new TV shows, but are they going to lose their spot? Are the influencers becoming more important to build a business off of? Well, they burned it. You know? Yeah. It, 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 no one just gave it to them. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one said, "Hey, uh, you look like you could use a few million dollars." You know, no, they 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 yeah. they worked at it. They worked at they it. They did work. You on know, it. the the computer, the guy with the computer, the guy invented the, what we're doing that right now, holding it in our hand. You know, he got poo pooed uh, way back in the day. You know, I remember. <laughs> Who was it? Yeah, uh, like Seinfeld. You ever watch old Seinfeld oh, yeah. shows? 
you see with the with the big phone on the on the oh. thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way we used to live. Exactly. You know, and that was like the future back then. No, I love I love what's going on, man. And, and my my son, and and I love the way the the youth have have you know they adapted so well you know and and the, this everything uh, young people adapt so quickly because exactly. they have to they don't know any different you know it's it's the old farts like us that keep sit up. around and go well you know back in my day <laughs> in fact i i find myself sounding so much like those old guys that i used to hear Oh, you know, yeah. had to walk a mile and, uh, and across the field to go to school, and I hear myself saying the same stories. <laughs> oh, they, uh, they can't, and he was just saying five stories over and over, right? Oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, so, with that said, I want to go ahead and ask you now I can't wrap up the interview without congratulating you. You and Cheech are now celebrating 50 years this year, teaming up with Cheech and Chong. That's amazing, and it feels like it. It doesn't even feel like 50 years. It just flew by. It really did. It sure doesn't. So I want to mention, first of all, there's a new line of apparel that's come out. You've licensed the Cheech and Chong brand to a brand to a new chain of new dispensaries. You've battled cancer. You don't stop working. You continue to keep going. My question to you is, talk to me about never pursuing great, always pursuing great opportunities and never slowing down. Well, Retirement's not wife, in your book. That's just not in your lang- in your dictionary. If you see my wife, you get an idea of what I'm up against. She is so beautiful and so smart. From the first day I met her, I met her when she was barely she was still in high school, uh-huh. and she was just a friend. And so she started giving me advice then. Not advice. She was giving me answers. Like, uh, you know, uh, the, the business, like to become a comedian. You know, I was a musician until, uh, till, till I met her. And then, yeah. then she, she encouraged, uh, uh, and, and the thing is, especially if you're a comedian, you have to be current. You can't rest on your laurels and you can't be moaning. You can't be the comedian that moans and groans about about things because eventually you die. You yeah, know? and so you have to stay up to date uh, with everything. And the more up to, because it's communication, because right. comedy is all about communicating. You know, and if you you don't know what you're talking about, then people aren't going to listen to you. And so so you gotta you really have to stay up to date. And it's, it's my family. I, I really I've always relied. See, in China, with the Chinese, they have a thing, a saying: when Dad works, the family works. Everybody works. And and I've always had that. And I got my son Parrish. You know, he's one that the brains behind all uh, all the businesses. Oh, yeah. You know, the the pot shops and and all that, uh, you know, that we got going, you know, the CBD oil that I'm selling, yeah. you know. Hey, listen, the way it's going now, I'm going to be as wealthy as as uh, uh, Bales uh, eventually, you know. And and my, my daughter said, what are you going to do with your money, Dad? And I said, give it away. Because <laughs> that's what that's what you got to do. Be, especially at my age, you know, because when I... <laughs> When I do, when the jackpot really comes in the big time, I'm there's going to be some charities that'll be grinning from year to year, because I really 
uh, you know, see, I've been working with charities, you know, not, not a whole lot, but give them money, you know, given my uh, endorsements and that. But that really is fun. That, you know, helping others that really need help. The looks on their faces uh, when when you help them, or even if, like with me, uh, I'll just acknowledge people. You know, they'll come up for an autograph. I, I've never turned anybody down. I never will. You know, because life is too short, and and seeing people smile and be happy to see me, I mean, it's it's such a thrill. I was on Dancing with the Stars and yep. and. And one time I'm walking to a restaurant and these little girls, they had to be, what, 10, 11 <laughs> years old. They started, they saw me and they started screaming. Ah, ah, <laughs> that's it, that's it. I felt, oh man, that was, the, that was the biggest thrill of my life. To have little girls, you know, think that I'm, a, that I'm, I'm their hero. Because wow. because I was on Dancing with the Stars. No, my life has been so blessed, and part of this reason is is that I remember what it was like to be dirt poor. That's what makes me smile so much. That's that's why the the, the lockdown to me is like, are you kidding? You know, <laughs> I got a pool. Right. I got a beautiful wife that cooks every night for me. I got I got I get. I got to work with all to buy the, the nicest camera, which I just did, the yeah. best computer, which I just did, uh, all the instruments I need. You know, are you kidding? My life. I, no, and by the way, I'm, there's one celebrity. When I heard one celebrity, I'm not going to mention on the air, say they felt like they were living in prison. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's just, and, and the thing is, that's the best part is that you haven't lost your roots. You haven't lost where you came from. You're grounded. And I bet you most yeah. liberties, they lose that. They don't remember where they came from or how it was to go back to where it was if they lost yeah. it all tomorrow. They don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, a, a lot of them are, 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 are you know, not, not to, to disparage anybody. Oh, right, right. But a lot, of, a lot of, especially actors, it's not them. They're reciting someone else's work. They're puppets in you some know, case. Yeah. The script. Yeah. The script. Yeah. And so it, it, their only job is to be nice, really. Right. And and they can't pull that off. No. You know. No. No. So so a lot of them are, are miserable because they 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 don't feel like they deserve to be where they're at, you know. Uh, but you're where you're at, whether you want it or not, you know. And and it's not really up to you how you treat uh, people. It, you know, you have to treat people how you want to be treated. And I guess a lot of right. these guys, you know, and girls too, you know, they well, yeah, especially with with the Trumpies, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I've I've been commenting uh, Trump ever since he started running. Well, ever since he started talking bad about Mexicans, and I've been on his case, right? And and you know, most of Cheech and Chong fans are Trumpies, you know? <laughs> so we had a, there were some gigs, you know, we I got booed, I got booed at a few few gigs, you know. Because, uh, you know, I was anti-racist. But, you know, the thing is, man, it's all about education. Like you say, you know, and, and uh, we're being educated, whether we want to or not. You know, this lockdown, it just hit everybody. 
and yeah. uh, and you you know that that and that's the way it is. I I I love my life. I I gotta tell you, and I love my fans, and I love my job. I love the fact that weed is uh, is getting mainstream, and I, and I love watching people stumble around trying to <laughs> trying to uh, uh, cope with it. You know? Yeah. Like, no. like, it cracks me up when I right. think of the Marlboro and uh, the alcohol industry. Now they're jumping on our side. They tried so hard to make it us go away, and we're not going anywhere, dude. No, no. He just got on board, and it just said, and that's good. Better off. Uh, with that said, uh, you know, Tommy, I really do appreciate you uh, coming on with us. And um, honestly, I just want to go ahead and tell you, I wish you so many years more of health and happiness. I want you to be around for a long time. You are so important to this industry, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your uh, up your ass. I really mean it. You are very important to us. And you, you, you know what? You couldn't blow smoke up my ass if you tried. Anyway, it's closed down. <laughs> right, right. Oh God, I remember that story. God, that, that was just horrible. That hurts just to think about it again. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> we're going to wrap things up with that. Uh, so, again, we're talking about the Rosin Bomb, the Tommy Chong Rocket, which is available at rosinbomb.com, R-O-S-I-N-B-O-M-B.com. Check it out. Yep. If you're a hash, hash lover like I am, man, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And, of course, find you, tommychong.com. You're Tommy Chong on Twitter, at HeyTommyChong on Instagram. Follow the man. If you haven't, you need to. And again, Tommy Chong, thank you again for being on Blunt Business. It was a pleasure and a privilege to have you on. Anytime, brother. I'm available anytime. All right. We'll definitely keep you invited. Always open invitation to have you back on Cannabis Radio anytime. And, folks, thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.